0: Last time on You Meet in a Tavern, at the edge of the platform is a massive horned humanoid standing nearly eight feet tall. Rough black horns curve around his skull and stick straight up like a crown atop a body of deep red skin. His arms are as wide as tree trunks and his thick tail curls protectively around his feet. Bare chested you clearly see a wooden amulet around his neck glowing purple and tug your hands burn with the furious pain. 12 go in, three come out. This is the redemption pit. Welcome to the cleansing. So you see a tall man kind of draped in these white and tan cloths. um, And he's got six different javelins sticking out from behind his back. And since you came barreling over, he was ready. Um, and as you turn the corner, he is going to strike out with a dagger um, to kind of catch you
1: off guard. I'm going to say something along... Should I, I guess I should do it in character. Um, yeah. We can both make it out of this. Fucking stop.
0: And he just nods to you slowly and darts off back across the rocks and he disappears into the distance. And in front of you, you see um, also kind of looking around the rocks, this massive... Um, it's not a humanoid figure, but it's human in shape, except it's got all these mechanical parts, uh, as part of its body.
2: First, I'm going to put my hands up in a conciliatory way and say, hey man, what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he just looks at you and he says, um, does not compute. You take Leaf Tip and you stab it through its neck and you just hear this bzz, bzz, bzz. And uh, he goes limp as um, Leaf Tip kind of twists around wires that once existed there. And you hear this long horn ring out across the arena after you kill this guy. You sit there for only about a minute or so, and you see uh, from across the arena, or from across these boulders, uh, creeping up to the torch, you see Tug. Tug! Tug, it's me! Yeah, so you leap down, you leap down, and you get clocked in the head. And okay. you quickly turn around to look back at Tug, and you see his eyes are just glowing with this yellow light, this unnatural yellow light. And you can start to see this, this creature, these yellow eyes, um, and it, it kind of like blinks in and out. This, this shape turns from the Tug body to this purple female. You kind of almost see the shadow of this, this female with long black
3: hair. So obviously we are in close. I'm gonna try and uh, kind of grapple her, Mm -hmm. grab her with uh, kind of behind the behind the head with my left hand, and then just kind of slam a fist into her temple to try and
0: knock her out. She she says she's
1: no no okay I yield I yield.
0: Last we met, you guys had entered the Redemption Pit uh, to compete in the Cleansing, which was um, a, a competition put on by Karsis to help clean the dungeons underneath the Palace of Kings. Um, <clears throat> and you guys were in there. And last we met Durf. You took care of a, an Ironforge kind of robotic creature. Um, Carl, if I'm not mistaken, you made friends with this this female elf doppelganger who was pretending to be Tug. And Tug, you got in a fight with this javelin-wielding um, man who you convinced to kind of team up, uh, and he nodded at you and and kind of ran off into the distance. But uh, you you did not continue to fight with him. So so that's where we're at right now. Uh, why don't we start back at? We'll start with Tug again. Just to start off. Uh, uh, this this human had just kind of left your left your vision. You're still surrounded by these red boulders Um, you climbed one of the boulders and was able to see more of the arena you saw these bear-like creatures with with owl faces and this tall metallic and stone pillar kind of tower that stood in the center of the arena and this vast uh vast piece of land piece of sand and rock that stood between the end of the boulders and this tower so uh, what would you like to do next
1: uh tug is not hyper excited um after the damage that the javelin wielding human inflicted on tug um trying to exercise a parlay with him was just to give tug space he is very aware of the situation going on he grabs in his right hand one of his healing potions in his left hand his balrog grog and he is smashing them together like Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> and chugging both of them. Uh, it's on. Nobody's leaving here alive. Tug values his life over everyone else's. Uh, he just had to show a moment of weakness to the human javelinier ear uh, to survive, to get the potions in, to start whooping ass. Okay, So that's sweet. what he's doing.
0: Sweet. Okay, so let's start. So the healing potion, um, what does that do as far
1: as health? 2d4 two, two plus 2. So I will be regaining eight.
0: Okay. Regaining elf eight HP. Sweet. Okay. And then
1: the other bear rog for uh, those of you listening at home, uh, I add 1d6 to my attack damage, but it drops my intelligence by two.
0: Okay. Sweet. So any intelligence like saving throws that you might have to do go down by two, but you get to roll an extra 1d6 on, is that every attack
1: it just says 1d6 to attack damage. Well, how long does it last? It lasts 1 minute.
0: Okay, so we're going to do 1d6 to every attack since it's only it's not like a a couple hour thing, it's just 1 minute. So basically, one combat you get to add a 1d6. Yeah, you spent the gold, you should get it.
1: So, um the javelinier went one direction which I believe Mm -hmm. I moved left first, and that's how he became exposed. And I'm at the 12 o'clock position, looking at the center of the clock. He was at 1 o'clock, so I am running as fast as I can towards 11 o'clock, knowing the duration of this potion, and I need to at least get into an encounter and uh, try and cash that in.
0: Okay, awesome. So I'm moving as
1: swiftly and nimbly as I can. Um, Take that for what it's worth.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, so so you run for actually quite a while. You run through boulders like back and forth. You're you're dodging um, like smaller boulders that are in your way, just kind of jumping left and right, straf- strafing and tumbling over these boulders. And eventually, you you take a a, a trip almost a quarter of the way through this arena, uh, maybe like two hundred feet down this arena, and um, you nearly run into. Um, this dwarven creature that you can see uh, that's facing the opposite direction. Um, and you stop for a minute, and since you were kind of like barreling forward, he totally hears you coming. And he turns around, and you see this this dwarf with this red mohawk that's kind of like going down from his forehead all the way down to his back, kind of climbing down like in a big, big braid. Um, and he, he's got this long beard, and these two super long braids that come down from his beard and wrap around his back in a knot, um, kind of like hanging down like these reins and attached to these reins are these, these big black balls that are kind of hanging from this beard and go ahead and roll initiative. What'd you get? I got a, I got a 10.
1: Uh, I, I, I mean, I rolled a natural 12, but I think it's somewhere around like a 16 or 18.
0: Yeah. So you'll go first. So you kind of pump the brakes um, right before you get to this creature, you're probably about about 15 feet away from him, um, and he takes a long drag out of this pipe that he's smoking, and he says, mm.
1: All right, let's do this. And you're up first. Okay, so... Uh, he seems pretty chill, but... Um, coming in, I am clapping the... Uh, the fists of the bull together, because I'm still running, right? He just turned around. We kind of engaged, I assume. So I'm still, I'm still on the on the move. Uh, uh-huh. Clapping the fist wraps of the bull together, and um, I'm going to expend a key point so I can unleash my f- flurry of blows. So I, okay. I am literally throwing the house at this guy. The bail rod okay. grog, the bonus of the um, the fist wraps, the extra attack. I'm just, I'm just, I'm destroying this guy
0: okay all right sweet so you've got basically you've got three attacks all with a 1d6 extra if you hit
1: and i get to choose one fist to add damage to and that will be my second attack i will bump up from a d4 to a d6 base
0: all right let's do it
1: all right first attack that is a 24
0: that will hit okay what does this look like
1: um, so since I was running, it is just like, you literally see the dust coming up from my right fist as it's dragging across the ground because I'm coming in with a mean uppercut. Okay, sweet. So I'm rolling a 2d6 plus my normal modifier. Yep. So that is a 2 plus 5 plus 4. So that is 11 on the
0: uppercut. Okay. Nice. So you you crush this dude with an uppercut and his feet leave the ground with this hit. Um, and he just like the teeth and spit and blood just flies out of his face in slow motion and flings across the, the sand.
1: Following through, right fist, he's up in the air. I've got so much momentum moving forward. Um, tug yells something cool like, To impress a chick, helicopter kick. And I just helicopter (laughs) kick follow through on that.
0: All right, sweet. So uppercut followed by a spinning
1: helicopter kick. 18. Is it good?
0: Mm, Yes, that is good. That's good.
1: And this is my D4 that I bumped up to a D6 uh, with my fist wraps ability. So we're rolling 2D6 plus modifier here. That is a 1. That is a 1 plus a 3. So 4 plus 4 is 8.
0: Okay, eight eight damage. So you kick this guy aside and more teeth go flying out from his right. And uh, he's almost toothless at this point. More blood and spit kind of fly from his face. Still kicking, though.
1: Last maneuver of my Fury of Blows will be um, the Mr. Miyagi Tot crane kick. (laughs) And I'm going to land on my opposite foot and then jump, follow through the crane kick. Okay. And uh, hopefully I can end this man's life forever. (laughs) It's dark. 24.
0: Yeah, that hits. Holy shit, dude. Three
1: plus five, eight plus four is another 12. (laughs)
0: Holy shit. Yeah, I can't even fucking deny it. You you just crane you rift leave you lift your both your hands up as you bend your right knee and just shove it in this dude's face and his nose is broken and his eyes go cross-eyed as he is mid-air and kind of flips backwards onto the ground and lands on his stomach and he does not move and he is toast and you hear from outside the arena, this low horn sound out, like, signifying that another combatant has lost.
1: Tug pumps up the crowd.
0: Arms <laughs> up, pumps
1: up, pumps up the crowd. Bailrog grog, bitches. And I'm and assuming, can I just hold on to that skill <laughs> forever? Is that like, can I just be <laughs> imbued into my body? I don't think so, but you can always buy more. Fair enough. Yeah. I will like to do that when that I have the next opportunity. That was sick.
0: And I'm kind of bummed because they, this guy was going to be awesome. <laughs> Um, but whatever. All right. Yeah. You killed the fuck out of him. He is toast. Uh, all right. So you want to do anything else here real quick before we zoom to, zoom to someone else?
1: Dab. I'm done. You
0: just, just a solid dab. Okay. (laughs) All right. Um, the camera zooms out of this dwarven, uh, scene where you, you demolish this guy and zooms forward on Durf, who is standing above the body of this, robot iron forged creature that he has removed the legs of destroyed the crossbow arm the hand of and is just kind of cowering or just kind of towering over its uh un- unmoving body uh okay i'm gonna
2: say uh, fucking robots man and keep creeping around uh the same way i was going before okay uh cool. should i do another stealth check or what's
0: are you creeping stealthily
2: i'm creeping I'm always creeping.
0: okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do a stealth check. Uh,
2: that is going to be a twenty.
0: Okay. Yeah. You you very stealthily creep around another maybe thirty feet um, around these boulders, um, looking for any signs of danger, and you come across a um, a woman. Who is wearing kind of this vest, this brown vest over top of these other, this long brown cape. And she holds in her hand um, a staff with, it's kind of like a twisted staff with a big wooden bulge at the top. Um, And she is climbing her way outside of the rocks towards the tower. Hmm. Can I just kind of creep along behind her and see what she's up to? Yeah, sure. Yeah.
2: All right. I'm going to
0: do that. Uh, okay, so yeah, you rolled a 20, so I'll let you keep creeping. Yeah, she climbs out through the rocks, and you guys emerge, emerge from the rocks. And similar to Tug, I'll tell you what you see. You see this long stretch of sand that works its way all the way across the arena um, in a wide circle before you. Uh, you see the pillar of metal and stone in the center of it all, and you can see that more red rocks stretch around the outside section of the arena, kind of like a target, like the target's outer rim. Halfway between you and the pillar, um, just just in front of this this woman that you saw, sits a massive beast uh, that, that looks like it's got the body of a bear and the face of an owl. And this one is white. This one is stark white. And in the distance, you see to your right a dark brown furred one and a black one to your left, far in the distance across uh, behind the tower from where you stand.
2: Okay, and they are beasts. Like they're clearly animals of some sort. Yes, yes. Okay, it's got the body um, of
0: a bear and the face of an owl.
2: Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, I assume she sees the same thing.
0: Mm-hmm. What? Ha- yeah, and what she kind of she- stops, and yeah, she she stops like suddenly and is not sure really what to do.
2: That's what I'm doing too.
0: Give me That's a perception crazy. check.
2: Okay. Uh, that is, a, I believe, an eighteen. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you you notice in the beast in front of you um, that you can see you can see a thick iron chain and a heap kind of around its around its feet, and the chain is connected at one end to this large metal collar that you now see around its neck, and the other end is stretched out to a thick wooden stake that's driven into the ground a little bit behind it, um, and actually you see with an eighteen you see above this stake is this small glass box um, that contains a single golden key floating there, glistening in the sunlight.
2: Interesting. Uh, how far am I away from the wizard lady?
0: Um, you are very close. You're, you're about 10 feet. You're kind of behind the last rock before this long span of, of, of sand. And the wizard lady is still maybe about 30 feet from, from this, this bear creature. And she's just
2: kind of standing there shocked or whatever.
0: She's just frozen. She's looking to the left and the right, kind of planning her next move.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm going to, again, put my hands up in a conciliatory way and be like, excuse me, hey, to get her attention.
0: Okay. Uh, She turns around real quick and points her staff at you.
2: I'm Like, hey, 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 I'm not trying to start shit. You want to be friends? Let me tell you something. I can talk to animals. That guy's clear an animal. He's chained up. Maybe we can make friends with it.
0: Okay, give me a per, uh, persuasion check with advantage because that was pretty good. All right. Natural twenty. Oh shit! Yeah, she's she's all in. She's all in at this point. She says, um, she says, okay, yes, yes, I I I trust you. Um, we I think we need to get that key.
2: True. Uh, first off, hey, what's your name? What's your whole deal? Are you some kind of wizard or what?
0: My name, my name is, is Shattermast. I, I am a witch.
2: A witch? Fucking sweet. Okay. Um. All right. So here's what let's do. Well, okay. <laughs> How far away from him am I? From the, from what? The, the from bear
0: what? owl. Um. So she was like 30 feet and you were 10 feet. So 40 feet. Well, I guess you you probably kind of walked up to her and now you guys are friends. So you you all are about 30 feet from where the bear stands with this heap of chain. Um, and you guys, you, he still hasn't seen you because you are whispering and it's kind of looking in the opposite direction.
2: OK, well, so first I'm going to take a shot at how far are they from each other?
0: The owl bears. Yeah, Um, they are quite a distance away from each other. So the the ones that you see, the black and the uh, brown one that you see in the distance, are totally like on the other side of the of the tower. So I'd say probably another hundred or so feet away from you, maybe further.
2: Okay, so if I had a spell, so basically if I cast Animal Friendship at second level, I can affect two creatures within my range, but they're not going to be within range. Is the moral of the story?
0: No, correct.
2: Uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna animal friendship on it that has a range of thirty feet.
0: Okay. Yeah, that'll just make it.
2: Okay. And basically, well, it must see and hear me, so I'll just kind of wave my hands at it for a second.
0: So you're so getting it, its attention now. So yeah. so yeah, it it turns around and lets out this like screech slash roar. I'm not really sure if I can make that noise. Uh, it's kind of like. <laughs> That was all right. A little deeper, maybe.
2: (laughs) So as soon as it sees and hears me, I use Animal Friendship on it. Uh, If its intelligence is four or higher, the spell fails. Otherwise, it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be charmed for 24 hours.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to make a saving throw. So, That's a 14, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a 14 exactly. So this this bear creature turns and it all it tilts its head almost like it's it's gonna be friends with you and then it quickly jerks it back and it takes a running a, a, just a sprint towards you and this this woman who who this witch basically that you just met. and she lifts her staff up and the creature is running and running and running and just gets to maybe about three feet in front of your face when the chain yanks it back. Um, a couple feet and it lets out this howl and this roar. Okay.
2: So it didn't get to us.
0: No, I'm actually going to roll a strength roll. Uh, yeah. So as it, as it kind of, kind of reaches out towards you, you hear a slight, um, this slight like squeal of metal as if there's some kind of metal bending nearby.
2: All right. So I can actually talk to animals. Uh, passively oh, with my arcana. So, okay. uh that doesn't take an action, right?
0: No, no, we're not an initiative, so you're good.
2: Okay, I'm going to ask him like, "Hey man, what's your deal? I don't want to fight you. Um, what's going on? Um, is there anything I can help you with? You seem pretty pissed. You're chained up. Uh what what can I do? Maybe we can be friends too, like I'm friends with this lady right here."
0: Okay. Um talk. What the, what would an owl bear sound like? in common <laughs> um okay, so yeah it, it uh it tilts its head like what like you're you're talking to me, and um it it says uh it says um i'm I'm hungry you look um, delicious
2: <laughs> man, well, that I cannot help you with because I would rather not be eaten. I'm gonna use my action and try to use animal friendship on it again.
0: <laughs> it looks over to the lady and he says, "Who, who, who is that? You look delicious as well.
2: She's my friend, so don't eat her either. And I, I use animal do friendship. It. I'll give
0: body. you one more animal friendship spell. Okay, you got to make the save. Oh, right. Fuck. Okay. Uh, fuck. Ten. He's
2: charmed for twenty four okay. hours.
0: All right, you charm this owl bear, and he's like, "Oh, oh, you know what? On, on second thought, I'm, I'm not too hungry.
2: Excellent. What can,
0: what can I do you for?
2: All right, let's try and get you unchained, buddy. Um, and I'm going to I'm going to go check out the that you said there's a glass box with a key in it. I'm going to go check out the glass box with the key in it.
0: OK, Um. and uh, shattermast she looks at the owlbear and looks back at you and is like, is 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 this OK? Is this cool?
2: We're cool. I talked to him. We're buddies now.
0: OK, in that case, she is going to cast Ray of Frost on the chain around his neck. Um, and she reaches her staff out and this big snowy cone kind of lands on on the metal chain and it freezes and becomes brittle um, and she kicks it and it shatters into pieces. And now the owl bear is free and is your all's friend. Um, and you, you want to check out this glass box? Yeah, let's get that key. OK, yeah. I mean, you you walk over and you're able to lift the glass box above the stake uh, pretty easily and you grab the golden key.
2: Okay, I don't know what that goes to.
0: Yeah, Shattermass looks at you and she's like, "I'm I'm not sure what that is, but I I think I think you should give it to me."
2: Um, we're not that good of friends yet. I'm going to hang on to it for the time being. I'm going to jump up on my new owlbear friends back and uh use my animal handling skill to kind of ride him around and get a lay of the land cuz he's real high up, right? Right. So okay, I'm going to climb. I'm going to say I'm going to keep the key. But um, I appreciate the offer of taking the key off my hands. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to climb up onto the owlbear. You can come if you want.
0: Okay. Uh, she looks at you and she takes her staff and she cracks it along the ground. Um, And this electricity kind of sparks from the top of it. And she says, uh, I'll say it again. I think the key belongs to me.
2: I'll say I'll say it again. I just made friends with a giant monster that you just unchained. So maybe you should just let the key stay with me for now.
0: She casts a spell called shocking grasp at the owl bear that you're sitting on. And, and with this spell, this lightning springs from her staff and delivers a shock to the creature right on the beak. So she like points her staff out on, on the beak Um and this creature is going to take one d8 lightning damage, um, and it can't take reactions until the start of its next turn. And she's actually going to cast this as a fifth level spell. Um, so she, uh, not a fifth level spell, she's, but she is fifth level. So she's going to she's going to cast this and do two d8 damage. What to does it mean? Help.
2: Can't do reactions?
0: Means like if if she leaves her her if she leaves its melee range, like it's not allowed to make a reactionary attack.
2: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not, All like, right,
0: stunned. so no, she's gonna do two D eight. Um, so she does. Wow, she does fourteen. She does seventeen damage to this owl bear who um, is just kind of engulfed by this by this electric energy. Uh, and um, yeah, and now it's your turn. Well, you know what? Roll initiative actually, because the owl bear needs to be able to make an attack. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn.
2: All right. Well, I thought we were friends. That was extremely uncool of you. So I'm going to use Entangle.
0: Okay. How does that work?
2: Okay, so here's what it does. It turns a 20-foot square into difficult terrain,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: generally. And when she's in there, when I cast it, she has to make a strength saving throw or be restrained by the plants uh, until the spell ends
0: so you are casting this kind of like just so she's on the outside of the square. Cause otherwise yeah, I want to I want to
2: cast it so that, uh, Sparky, I'm going to call him Sparky can <laughs> run at her and fucking whale on her without also getting entangled. He wouldn't get entangled. It would just be difficult terrain for it him. It would
0: just be slowing his speed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And I have to make a strength save. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that is an eight. Uh, no, Okay, so beneath this sand, these these plants sprout up high. This ivy sprouts up high from underneath the ground and captures her legs and wraps her wraps uh, around her ankles, and she is entangled. Um, now, what does this mean as far as what she gets to do? Are her attacks are done with disadvantage or what?
2: She, well, she can't move. Okay. And she can use an action to try and escape from the plants. OK, uh, But yeah, other so than it's that, it's just she can't move.
0: OK, um, all right. So now it actually is the owl bears turn, um, who is going to, like, lift up on two legs and let out this howl and come straight down with its beak and try to hit her uh, across across the chest. And rolls a natural 20. <laughs> Holy shit. So that's 2d10 plus five piercing damage just so uh you know if you might have to fight an owl bear later that's what it does um okay that's a 10 and then a 1 so that's 16 total damage to this um and actually what happens is the owl bear comes screeching down with its beak And absolutely, completely impales her straight through the chest. Um, And she spurts out blood as she falls backwards onto the ground. This is Joe, your Dungeon Master. I hope you are enjoying episode 12. Uh, We are getting close to the end of the Red Sands arc. I'm thinking maybe just one or two episodes left, and then we'll be moving on with the story. Um, They are going to head back to the Arcane Tower soon, so we are taking suggestions for items or beers to be sold at the fishery or brewery. So if you've got some ideas, maybe some from your own game, or just things you make up and you think would be really cool for our guys to have, uh please submit them. You can submit them via Twitter at Y M I A Tavern. Just tag us there. Or you can go on to our subreddit, uh, Y-M-I-A-Tavern. I think the URL is reddit.com slash R slash Y-M-I-A-Tavern. There's a couple posts there entitled Fishery and Brewery Suggestions where you can go on there and and send your stuff. And we will read them out on the show if there's something that they are interested in, in purchasing. We'll give you a little shout out as well. So so please submit those. Our podcast promo pause this week is going to go out to Nerd News Nerd Noise Radio Network. Um this is set up in podcast form, but each episode uh hosts a collection of old and new school video game music and there's a little description of each episode and like what songs are in it and and uh, at what times they they come up. So um, if you like video game music, like listening to that, if you're just mowing the lawn or at work, you just want to listen to some cool music from some games you used to play, uh, go check them out. Nerd Noise Radio Network. All right, we're going to get you back to the action here pretty soon. Our next episode 13 will go out in about two weeks. Um, You can follow us on all social media platforms at at YMIA Tavern. We've got Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, that good stuff uh, go on to our subreddit subscribe there and don't forget to leave an itunes or stitcher review reviews really help us get noticed and help new listeners kind of check out uh, the podcasts that they want to they want to try out and if they see that other people have liked it so far then they're more likely to try it out so please take a couple minutes write a review Um, okay that's it from me enjoy the rest of episode 12 and we will talk to you in two weeks see ya Okay, so the scene zooms out from you, Durf, and zooms over to Carl, who had just made friends with this Eve doppelganger character that was pretending to be Tug. You are with Eve within the red boulders um, still, and uh, it's your turn. Eve, um,
3: what's what's your kind of plan for this? How do you How do you feel? I think I built a fire, hopefully as a signal to my friends who I think are in here with us, I think we should go and maybe wait around the fire and see if them or maybe one of the other people in the arena will come and maybe we can team up and take that person out.
0: Okay. Um, she says, um, you, you realize that only, only three people come out of the arena? Scarsis said so himself.
3: There's no reason that we can't make this out. We just have to think of a way to do it. But in t- to do that, we have to have everybody together.
0: Well, I, I'm, I'm injured, obviously. I'm, I'm up for whatever you want to do, Carl. You make the plan. I'm with you.
3: I built the fire over there. Let's head that way. Me being the gentleman, you go first.
0: Okay, let's sit by the fire.
3: All right. Uh, I'm, I'm following her in one smooth okay. motion. I want to pull out my, draw my sword and hit her in the back of the head with the butt of the sword to knock her out.
0: Oh, my God. Just knock her out. You're not trying to kill her? I'm not trying to. I don't want to kill her. I just want to knock her out. Okay. Incapacitate. All right. you're, not, you're not really trusting her yet. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fine. She, she trusted you. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Roll a, uh, roll a D20. Just like a bludgeoning. 17. Yeah, that, that hits. Um, so you don't want to do any damage on here. But you do You do take the blunt edge of Chill and you knock her across the head. Um, and she kind of buckles and falls forward as you catch her. And she's unconscious. All right. I'm going to scoop her
3: up, throw her over my shoulder. We're going to start heading back somewhat in a way where we can see kind of the fire that I lit as a signal uh, for my other compatriots to hopefully see in the distance and make their way towards. But, you know, we'll see how that goes. Okay.
0: Sure. Sure. OK. Um, yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's zoom back out and go head towards uh, a tug tug who's standing over the body of this of this totally destroyed dwarf.
1: Tug is going to, uh, after decimating the bearded uh, dwarf, will continue in the same direction he was traveling, trying to lay waste, staying amongst the rocks. So I don't think he's acknowledged anything in the middle yet, but he is Mm -hmm. just moving along the, uh, I guess it'll be the circumference of the arena.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just moving in the same direction. Sure. So so just trying to find people, not necessarily going further into the into the arena. Okay, so after about um, after about 60 feet or so through these rocks, you come across the, a shattered body of a robot.
1: Ooh, I know that robot. Um, I don't know if I need to do a perception check or something, but is it deactivated? Like, is this something I need to be concerned myself with?
0: Um, as you approach, you pretty much see, like, its leg is apart and off to the left, um, and about 15 feet away, There's these there's these marks in the sand that lead about 15 feet away to the right where you kind of you can see this neck and all these metal parts kind of like shattered across its neck. And it looks pretty deactivated. You're 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 pretty sure it's it's no trouble to you.
1: I'm going to slow down to a sneak um, and continue along my path, getting the vibe that somebody or something might be around.
0: Okay, Uh, give me a stealth roll. Natural 20. Okay, nice. Are you still sneaking among the rocks? Yes. So you you sneak um, across the rocks, and to your right, as you're sneaking across the rocks, you hear this this scream of a a female voice, is what it sounds like, and this roar of this creature that you you
1: assume is one of those bears that you, you saw from before when you climbed up those boulders. Um, assuming I'm still in relative cover and sneaking adequately, I'm going to try and lay eyes on that situation.
0: Okay, so that came from direction to your right. So you, uh, you sneak through these rocks and you, you emerge from the rocks and you see this, this great spance of sand um, in between you and, and the tower that stands in the center of this arena. And you see this creature that's been unchained from um, this this broken chain that connects to a stake, and it is a a white owl bear, this bear like creature with an owl face, and atop this sits your friend Derf.
1: <laughs> I do that whistle thing that I can't do, but normal people can do.
0: <laughs> you attempt to put your fingers up to your lips and make a whistle. It's just like <laughs>
2: <laughs> whistle okay. check failed.
0: All right, Derf, you hear this and you see Tug.
1: I say, "Hey, man, look, I made a friend. I kind of throw my hands up like trying to get them like where where's where is somebody? Where are the people? What are you doing?
0: like silent you're just you're just making that
1: motion with your hands. like stabby motion, <laughs> shrug. <laughs> where are they? And I point and like like I point into a direction and I like shrug are they like over there over there, are they over here? Like, do you know where people are? Okay. Uh,
2: I don't know why you're waving your hands around all weird like, but uh, you want to come ride my owlbear and let's see what's
0: going on? You you say that out loud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And, um... More
1: sign language. <laughs> I point at Durf. You eyes look around. Tell me where they are. I'll beat them up. Murder them. Get us out of here. Okay.
0: Uh, I,
1: I guess
2: I, I, I look around. I've been having so much fun with my owlbear, I kind of forgot what we were up to. Um, so I look around and see what I can see. Joe, do I see anything?
0: Yeah, give me a perception check. Eleven. Okay. Yeah, you you don't you don't see much. Um I think with an eleven you just make out the other owl bears and that they're they're also chained and that there's a stake similar to to the one that was there before with these glass boxes and these golden keys inside. Um you don't really make out any any kind of figures moving throughout the rocks, but you do see that.
2: Okay. Uh I, I guess I shrug my shoulders. And I yell, I don't know why we're not talking. And then I shrug my shoulders, sign language like, because I don't see anything.
1: Because I was sneaky in the rocks, I just whistled and tucked back. I didn't really give away my position a whole bunch. So I shrug and give them the, ah, and then I just go about my way.
0: <laughs> Are you just going to, you're going to walk away from dirt and yes, just do your own <laughs> thing?
1: Yes, 110%. Guaranteed.
0: All right. All right. Um... Okay, so yeah, you keep walking. Are you going through the rocks or Well, you, it's you're... going
1: to be stealthily. Right. But yes, I'm still going through the rocks or the the rocks in the uh around the outside of the circle.
0: Okay. Okay. Um so you you stealthily sneak through the rocks um and you I'm going to make you you roll again because this was a lot long time before that natural 20.
1: That is a 13.
0: Okay, so you, you, you sneak through these rocks, continuing in the same direction, um, and you travel for about 20, 25 feet more away from Durf, who's just like, uh, okay, I guess. <laughs> and um, as you pass a fairly large rock, I need you to make a dexterity saving
1: throw. Dexterity saving throw. That is a 25.
0: You rolled a natural 20 on that, too? A 19. Oh, Jesus. Because I have, yeah, yeah. I
1: have uh, whatever, the two-point bonus.
0: You hear a swoosh of this wood against air and duck just out of the way as a long staff flies over your head. Um, and you look up and you see a short, bald, uh, almost childlike like uh, figure with red paint painted down its face and around its bare chest. And it holds this staff that's got this, like, red flag hanging down it. Um, And he looks straight at you with these plain white eyes. And I want you to roll
1: initiative. It's the avatar. (laughs) Um, I got an eight.
0: Okay. It rolled much higher than that. So it's going to swing again uh, with this staff. Just kind of bring it around uh, the opposite direction and swing out at you and try to bludgeon you. And it's going to roll a seven.
1: Seven is just shy.
0: Okay, so once again, you dodge, you duck, dive, and dodge out of the way of this staff that crosses over top of your head. Um, And quickly, this creature uh, flips the staff over from his right to its left hand. And it's going to take you with a hard right elbow straight against the forehead. And it's going to roll a 16.
1: That does not hit.
0: Okay, nice. Yes, yes. Yeah, so it, um, so you probably b- block it with this like left, left uh, forearm that you hold up and block and
3: block this, block this blow. I think that's uh, wax on. Is it, it wax, just on. wax on? It just, tried to, to, on it just
1: tried to wax on. Now it's time to wax off <laughs> all over its face. We waxing <laughs> off so hard. All right, uh, you're up. After fading that strike like the professional martial artist I am um, right arm deflect I'm going to come with two left kidney shots like left punches to the kidneys try and uh, immobilize it in that sense since I'm inside of its like bow staff range.
0: Mm-hmm. try and
1: keep things close. okay so not flurry of blows just two regular attacks here. Gotcha. Um, that is a 10. It does not hit, and a twenty, but it was not natural.
0: All right, the second one will hit. So your right just misses as it kind of backs up and dodges out of the way and sucks its stomach in as your as your fist kind of flies in front of it. But your second one does connect with its left side.
1: So this is just a D four here, so seven damage.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, yeah, so you get it pretty good, and it lets like a ooh, like a oof sound out.
2: Can I see this happening?
0: Um, no, I think you hear like the sound of 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 tussling going on because it's not too far away from you, but you don't see anything. So do you want to you want to jump in here and say maybe what you might do if you were to hear this?
2: Yeah, I, I well, first uh, I have been planning on and I guess because it doesn't really take up a turn because I'm not in combat right now, but I was going to cure wounds on Sparky um, and then and then tell him, hey, man, let's go check that out.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure. Go ahead. Okay. First,
2: first, I'm going to cure wounds on Sparky because I saw that he got fucking drilled by um, Shattermast. So that I'm going to use a level two, which gives me two D8 plus my spellcasting ability modifier. Okay. Uh, One Uh, (laughs) and two. So plus my modifier is eleven. I heal him for eleven.
0: You heal him for 11. Okay, so he, he regains 11 hit points. Now, Carl, you also hear the sound of kind of tussling going on um, a little bit. Maybe like judging. Well, go, give me a perception check, actually. We'll see how well you hear this. 19. Yeah, you hear this. You know exactly where this is coming from. This is coming from further down the rocks where you, where you were before in the direction you were. Um, this time... Maybe about forty or fifty feet from where you are, you hear this sound of like like flesh hitting flesh and this kind of kind of noise. Does uh, Eve have like clothes on? I'm assuming, like, yeah, yeah. She's she's draped. I want like, to black
3: robes. Take off her robe and shred it and use it to tie her legs and her hands.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. And then um, I'm gonna
3: I want to head off towards the direction of what I heard.
0: Are you gonna leave her there?
3: Yes. Okay. By,
1: by yeah, the so by you, the fire, okay, cool. Just so yeah, gonna, gonna mean, roll you, by and just like smash her head with a hammer and just like, <laughs> oh, guess not. <laughs>
0: that's fine. Somebody else does it. It's cool. I hate that's that's
3: I, saved, I tried to save her.
0: <laughs> yeah, you rip off these strips of of cloth from her robe and, and tie her up and leave her there and head in that direction. And you, as you pass through these rocks, you see you see these two small creatures uh, fighting. One with a long staff, and the other one you recognize as Tug. Um, and we'll stop there. And I'll say that it is now the um the other creature's turn who is in fact a monk um and he's going to cast his staff off to his left side and from behind its back pull out these small smaller almost like um batons with blades on each end and there's a chain hanging in between the two batons um and it's going he's going to stand there and part his legs and kind of get his balance back and going to slash out at you with both of these batons, Tug. He rolls a 23 on the first one. That's going to hit. Okay, so he slashes you right across the left arm for 4 damage. Yep. And then takes the other one and hits you with the blunt end of it, right in the head. It's going to roll an 18, so that'll hit as well. So at the blunt end, he rolls a uh, 6 damage to you okay all right and then um, he actually activated his own floria blows so he's gonna come around with a spinning helicopter kick around and try to get you in across the head rolls a seven not gonna work yeah yeah so you you move your head out of the way as this fisk flies just right in front of your nose um why don't uh, Durf and Carl you roll initiative since you entered this fight you're gonna be in the lineup
2: 12. 19. Uh, no. Plus initiative.
0: Mm-hmm. or
2: Plus my modifier, 22.
0: Okay. So, Durf, uh, I'll let you have an action. So you're, you're just south of this fight, maybe about 15 feet away. And Carl, you're about 20 feet away to the north.
2: Um, if I want to just tell Sparky to do something, is that my move? Or is, would he do that on his turn? And does he have a turn? Like, are we acting as one because I'm riding him?
0: Uh, no, you're two different beings. You can tell him to do something, and he would do what you say instead of what his own intuition would be. But I got to put him in the initiative order, so so you can, yeah, you can kind of direct him and see what he wants to do, what he should do.
2: Okay, Sparky, you see that little guy with the chains and the little stabby things um, and the stick? Or he threw the stick away.
0: Threw the stick off to the left.
2: Okay, this guy with the chains, the stabby things, uh, I want you to stomp that motherfucker on our turn.
0: Okay, he lets out a big grunt and kind of nods his head up, and you, you get the sense that he's, he knows what, what to do.
2: Okay, and so is that my turn, or should I do something, too?
0: Um, We'll say that, that is, that's a free action.
2: Okay, I'm going to use fairy fire mm-hmm. on the little guy. Um, and actually fairy fire goes in a 20 foot cube. So I'm going to again, sort of do it so that he's on the edge of the cube. Uh, he's the only one in it, if that makes sense.
0: Right. Okay. Uh,
2: and he, if it fails a dexterity saving throw, um, he sheds purple light and anyone that attacks him has advantage. If it's they can advantage. see him.
0: Gotcha. Okay, sweet.
2: And he can't be invisible, if that's a thing okay. he can do.
0: Sweet. So I need to make a,
2: a saving throw, right? Dexterity saving throw.
0: Okay. Ooh, dex with the monk. All right. Uh, that's an 18.
2: <laughs> That'll do it.
0: Okay, so as you're, as this blinding kind of bolt flies from your hand, um, this thick bolt of energy, the, the monk uh, kicks its feet up and kicks the bolt, and it goes flying up into the air and is not affected by it uh carl you're up i'm going to i'm going to pull out demon's bite and
3: attempt a ranged attack with my bow
0: nice this is the mechanical bow that you got from the scorpion and uh Cameron's yes. hammer's reach sweet and that'll be used my
3: dex modifier correct
0: yeah it's a ranged attack
3: 14
0: um that will miss Yeah, so this guy sees this bolt coming and rolls to the left as your bolt collides against a rock behind him.
1: Uh, Tug. Um, Feeling the rage uh, that a monk just tried to flurry of blows another monk, I am going to counter flurry of blows. (laughs) And my, my three actions, or three attacks, are literally going to be right elbow, right elbow jumping right elbow just all three just laying them in
0: all right elbows all the time for this
1: yes yes i am so the first one is a 13 which i think falls short
0: that will miss yeah
1: the second one will be an 18 that'll hit okay so we'll roll that one which is six damage Okay, yeah,
0: This, this elbow, your elbow collides with his face and his nose gets bloodied as he's kind of surprised that he got hit with this attack.
1: And I'm just going to rear back like a pitcher and just throw the third one in there. Hopefully mm-hmm. to just lay it in real, real strong. Uh, 23.
0: That will hit.
1: For seven more damage.
0: Okay, yeah, you you fall forward with this, this rearing back of this elbow that just comes forward and crushes this guy and almost caves his entire face in as he falls backwards and slumps against the boulder and you hear yet another horn lay out across the arena. Thumbs up. Nice. I just
1: just thumb like Chuck Norris from Dodgeball, thumbs up. <laughs> so how many is that? Three. Just that three. That would
0: be you took care of the halfling monk, you took care of the robot, and you took care of the dwarven creature. That's so four.
2: Well, and the one lady right. she's no, that's commish.
0: Me. Uh yeah, you also took care of Shattermast. The owl bear took care of Shattermast for you. Yep.
2: So that's four. Well, and and Carl, I guess I don't know this yet, but Carl incapacitated.
0: Yeah, I assume you, since you guys are together, you tell each other like what's up. What's right. been going so on? so I
1: give them the info on the injured javelinier. ear. Uh, Carl, you tell us about the lady that you tied up and let to die, leave to die at someone else's <laughs> hand. Um, so if there's 12, there's three, so we have what, we got rid of four, we have five left. Yeah. Two of which we know where they are, let's go take care of those first. I also pass along the information that
3: this was Simon's plan that I got from the cockroach.
0: Oh yeah, go ahead. Why don't you guys talk in character? Why don't you talk about this stuff? Like, tell me, tell me what's up.
1: Oh yeah. So destroy the dwarf. Like highlight real shit. Um, obviously, you just saw me work this guy over or gal. I don't know. They're bald monks dressed weird. There's a javelinier that I let go, but I will meet again later and defeat him. Um, why are you all over here, Durf, I clearly signaled to you to just leave me alone.
2: Yeah, I don't understand why you did that. Uh, I have clearly amassed an immense amount of firepower in that I am riding on top of like a 30-foot tall creature. I didn't know why you were waving your hands around. You crept around. I let you do your own thing. Uh, Sparky here was going to come in for the assist if you hadn't taken care of that monk. Uh, But you did, so it's cool. What do do you guys want to do now? Also, I killed the shit out of a wizard. Sparky killed the shit out of a wizard.
1: Look, I'm just saying, divide and conquer has treated us poorly so far, but we're, we're due for one. So if we split back up, we can do this. No, we will not be splitting back
3: up. We, that's what got us in this mess in the first place.
1: Look, that's semantics.
0: I, I
2: have a question, Joe.
0: Okay. I love this. I love this.
2: So Sparky, I don't, I don't. How high are these rocks? Can Sparky move amongst the rocks?
0: Um, yeah, with with little ease, like not very well. Sparky's pretty, pretty thick, and the rocks aren't too far apart, so uh, she can see over kind of the smaller rocks. She's only really about maybe five or six feet tall off the ground, from like feet to feet to eyes. So yeah, being being within the rocks with an owlbear isn't maybe the best choice? okay Question mark? So here's
2: what I'm thinking, you guys. You guys should draw people out into the open so Sparky can fuck them up. Sparky turned uh, this mean lady, who I thought was a nice lady, but then she got mean uh, into fucking mist. He destroyed her in one hit. So that's what we need to do. You should draw them out into the open and then Sparky will fuck them up. Also, also, I found a key. I don't know what it goes to, but there's three of them, and I have
0: one. Okay, as you say this, derf, you hear another horn lay out across the arena, but this one sounds a little bit different, it's a little bit higher pitch this time. Um, and you look back over the rocks, and you see movement um, in in the tower. You see movement, and you feel the ground shake. And you, you hear the crowd gasp as alternating horizontal sections of this tower split apart and begin to rotate in different directions as metal arms fold and turn outwards from their sections. So this tower was kind of like different layers of metal and rock and metal and rock all the way to the top. Um, these these sections of metal that have kind of folded out to these metal platforms are spinning around like some sort of devilish carnival ride. Your eyes follow the tower up to the top and then you see that there are three arms that branch from the top um, with fixed platforms at the end of each of these arms. These arms are not spinning. And as you look, you see a pedestal emerge from the center of each of these top platforms, on top of which lies a bright golden chest. And from the top of this arena, which is covered with this this great big tattered cloth, uh, an hourglass lowers, and its sand begins to fall from the top. And you can see from the corner of your eye, your collar starts blinking from a green to a red.
2: All right, fellas, I'm going to go out on a limb and say uh, when that hourglass runs out, we're going to get our heads chopped off. So we should figure out how to make that not happen. Um, I think we should climb up those. So there's so there's like platforms spinning around the whole tower that we kind of jump up.
0: Yeah, there's six levels of platforms that spin around the tower. And at the top, the platforms are fixed to these metal arms. There's three of them. And on top of each of the platforms is a. Um, yeah. You know, top of the, each of the, the uppermost platforms are three pedestals with bright gold chests.
2: Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say my key goes to one of those chests. Why don't you guys come with me? I'm going to have Sparky jump me up these platforms so we can
1: get up to that chest. Yeah, um, aren't there two other keys? I mean, if we have one key in one chest and one chest saves one person, still two of us getting fucked here. So I'm not down with letting you be the one that gets saved here, Carl. What are your thoughts on the keys? I say we go get the keys. Let's go get some fucking keys. You guys
2: want to ride my? You want to guys want to ride my owl bear? Lay off the, the fucking owl
1: bear, man! Just, just lay off the <laughs> owl bear. Let's just maybe you can talk the other two owl bears to not kill us while we're trying to get the keys to climb up to get to the chests.
2: I asked Sparky if he knows the other two owl bears. Are they friends? Can he talk to them?
0: Oh yeah, those are my buds. All right. Don't don't kill them. All right.
2: Well, hey, let's let's walk over to them. You can yell and tell them, "Hey, chill out. We're all friends here." And uh, could you let us get those keys? Let's do that.
0: Okay. Yeah. You guys, you guys rush off and um, past these rocks. So you guys refuse to get on the owlbears. You're just following behind, rushing behind. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So Durf is riding Sparky, the white. <laughs> Owl bear, such a funny visual, <laughs> riding this white uh, owl bear across the arena, across he, the sand. Does he run
2: on four paws or on two 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 legs?
0: <laughs> he definitely runs on four paws. It's a bear. He runs on four paws. Um, and as you rush towards the one to the left, which is the black owl bear, you see emerging from these rocks this massive, m- I mean massive orc creature who has these huge tusks that fly out from underneath its jaws and reach up at least two feet up into the air. And it is sitting there carrying two curved um, medieval uh, swords that are, are curved and sharp and reach up and in, in, uh, they're at least six feet long. And um, at his back, Tug, you recognize a series of javelins that are in his pack. Um, and he comes out and he lets out this roar as he runs towards the same owl bear you guys are
1: heading towards. Oh yeah. Carl, get my key. <laughs> I drink my health potion, clap the fists together. I'll see you guys in a minute. Thumb across the nose, a big loogie into the ground, and I'm running towards the orc.
0: Alright, regain your health, and then we gotta finish. Go ahead. 2d4 plus 2.
1: Four and four. Ten. Hell yeah.
0: All right. You regain ten health points, and it's on like Donkey Kong. I want to give a huge shout out to our $5 patrons on patreon.com austin albaugh david ginsburg of the tales from the fandom podcast Connor breeden joe quickle from the dad D podcast justin jimenez Kevin McCluskey and Adam Hoffling. Thank you guys so much for your donations to the show. Thank you for supporting what we do. Um, If you want to support as well, if you are a fan of the show and just have a couple bucks at the end of the month, we'd really appreciate it. Go on to patreon.com slash YMIA Tavern. Thanks in advance.